this week on Three Dad Bods. This is going to be a crazy country because look what's going on in Texas right now, for example. Um, it's on a verge of a Biden civil war. Biden administration is willfully not policing the uh, border. In fact, they've almost put a everybody welcome sign out. And anybody yeah. that wants to walk across that border. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Three Dad Bods with Brent, Carl, and Sean. So I guess Sean has, you know, moved on, passed away, and I've been incredibly sad over the last couple weeks and in, in hearing that he's he's left us that he's passed away and i just I, i've been absolutely so distraught on how quickly that had happened and you know i, I think back to all the the memories and and i hate to pop your bubble brad but uh, i know he's terrible at social media and you, you no yeah. one knows if he's alive or not but yeah. uh yeah. he's alive i talked to him yesterday wait what yeah, he's I, alive. He's hold just, on. I, I thought I thought when you said he was moving on, I thought he was like he's taking a break from three dad bods. Oh god, thank god. Oh my god, I built this shrine about a, a Sean shrine in my house. Now and I've been just crying <laughs> and stuff. Oh my oh god. Hey, Trey, tear down the Sean shrine. Tear down the Sean shrine, please. I Oh, thank goodness. Oh, so he's just yeah, taking yeah, a but... break from us, not uh, – he hasn't moved on. Do you blame him? Woo! Oh, my God. <sighs> thank God. Anyway, right, no right. Sean today, folks, but uh, you'll see him occasionally this year. But uh, it's the Brent and Carl show, and uh, three dad bots – there's going to be – today is going to be just Brent and I, but uh, in the future – uh, we're going to have some guests, and they don't have to be gender male or bio males, but uh, we're going to have guests on as the third dad bot this year. So it's a little different format. So if you're expecting Sean, unfortunately, he didn't pass away, which is fortunate, but he's uh, going to take a little bit of a break from the program. <laughs> yeah, Yes. Thank you, Brent, for the prayer for Sean. So you know, we are coming up on one year of our show, and mm-hmm. yeah, we took a bit of a holiday break here, kind of got yeah. everything settled, the holidays came through, and we're just a big, giant tidal wave of stuff, And um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're coming up on one year of our yeah, episode. I've kind of missed, man, looking at your ugly mug. Um, <laughs> I wish I could say a... the same. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. It's been about a month, though, and... I kind of miss being on the air and, and talking about whatever the hell we talk about, but uh, I'm sure <laughs> so how you been? isn't <laughs> pretty I, good. The holidays go well, and uh, yeah, I mean we we uh, <laughs> well, a lot of drama with the girlfriend, but it's it's good now. Yeah, from the future father-in-law who just blurts shit out there all the time or, you know they're getting married <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah well no I uh, <clears throat> oh that oh the yeah. other girlfriend oh yeah I, yeah 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 sorry so 
I'm oh, so used to be you being single for so long now. <laughs> we're we're still dating. It's uh, I'm kind of a bozo. I kind of um, a little impatient, and she's nice. I told you she's a nice. She's a really nice lady. So a lot nicer than I deserve. But um, uh, we had a little talk the other day, and things are good again. But um, good. no thanks to me. But uh, I won't go into details. But uh, um, yeah, so. She's a good, she's a good lady. I just, uh, I think I've been a bachelor a little too long. And so, you know, it's, I need a little rough edging, um, sandpapering, you know, um, anyway, I won't go. I don't want every woman on the podcast to hate me. So I'm Carl, you are a lump of coal and we all know when coal is handled by the right hands, (laughs) what can happen to it? Diamonds, baby. You are a future diamond, Carl. I'm a future. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate that. I was so you, sure, want to, you want to hear yeah, a funny what's story? Yeah, holiday like? Yeah. I want to hear a funny story. So this this is not, maybe not so much a funny story, but just to show how dumb I am. <laughs> so last week, not this last week, but the week before, Nashville had a major snowstorm. And we got... We got close to probably seven, eight inches here at my house. Okay, that is a major one for you guys. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it is. And and everybody mocks Nashville because of snow and the whole world shuts down when it happens. However, people have to understand that in Nashville, three things. Number one, we have very limited snow removal equipment here because it just doesn't oh. snow that often. Second thing is, there are no flat roads here. Every road is is hilly, and to go along with that, number three, every road is windy. You don't find a straight road in Nashville. So the the process is, is it'll start as rain, it'll freeze, and you'll get a layer of ice on the road that's maybe between a tenth of an inch to, I've seen it as thick as an inch on the road, and then you get the snow on top of it. So it's like a skating rink out there. You just You can't move. And... When you got a, a windy, twisty road, I mean, imagine trying to make a turn on something, you just go right off the edge. Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but snow removal in Tennessee is probably like a lot of other states back there. They don't use the stuff that Utah uses, like the brine right. salt. and the. It, yeah. We just use brine, which I don't understand. It does nothing. It's a bunch of dead brine shrimp all over the road. <laughs> it's just... You don't use it, the salt, it, it's, though? It's ter- no, there's no... Well, we don't have any salt around here. It's not like Salt uh, Lake where you got, like, an endless supply of salt. Endless supply of Morton salt. There we go. <laughs> so Morton on, baby. So not only did we get the snow, but, like, we had incredibly frigid temperatures. Um, the low on, on Monday night, or on Tuesday, early Tuesday morning, was 4 which with the windshield felt like about negative 12, negative 13. So incredibly cold That's temperatures. cold for you guys. Yeah. We got snow. Anyway, so I worked from home Monday. I actually worked from home all week, but I worked from home on Monday, and I can't work with just one computer screen. Like, I have to have my three screens, you know, and if, if any of oh, you yeah. work in an office environment, you probably have something similar where you have yeah, multiple monitors. It's like you monitors. were working in Phoenix with that, just that little laptop. I was right? like this the whole time. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And so I drove down to my work 
in the snow and on the interstates and, and this is after this i mean this is about 24 hours after the snow there was still probably about three to four inches of snow on the interstates so mm -hmm. drive all the way down to work get my monitors come back up here get everything set up all that stuff go to bed wake up the next morning and my wife says hey we don't have any hot water like anytime i turn it on hot water it's just nothing comes out i was like oh my god oh no cracked a pipe or the water yeah. you know trying to figure out what happened so i go downstairs this is where our water heater is it's in our garage i go downstairs to check it and the idiot that i am i didn't shut the garage door <laughs> last night oh, no. the previous oh, night oh man it was four degrees that night. <laughs> so, so did it freeze your pipes? So I, I I cranked up the water heater temperature, and then I wrapped the pipe with a towel, the, the pipe that comes into it. And after about two hours, the, oh. the hot water came back on. But I left the damn garage door open in four-degree temperatures. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that'll 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 stop stuff in your house. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. The, the well, they shut down. We got a company alert that all our um, so Vivint's now owned by NRG Energy. So they're basically hey, watch your language. No, oh NR. Sorry. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but they own a bunch of power and, and gas companies up in the Midwest where you are and closer to. Pennsylvania and mm. everybody was on alert to work from home except for Utah because we don't give a rat's ass. We go out in the snow, cold, frigid, doesn't matter. Yeah, go to work. So, did you watch any of the college football? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm I'm actually into basketball this year for the first time. The Big well, Twelve. You have reason to be. Awesome, <laughs> I mean, BYU's, the kids have been doing pretty good, haven't they? They have, they have. Um, as far as football is concerned, yeah, I Michigan was just freaking awesome. Um, I I was predicting that. Well, when we had the office pool, as far as the uh, final four pool, yeah, uh, I did pick Michigan. Um, I didn't think you were big out on Alabama, but uh, but wasn't that a great uh, game? I mean, it's overtime yeah. loss. You know, no, yeah, Alabama has nothing to be ashamed of. If Michigan had won, I still don't know. I, I think Alabama, Washington, that could have been different too. I all all, all the games this year were actually exciting. They were they great. Were actually, there wasn't was, a runaway. We finally got good games the whole way through. It, it was what uh, we all wanted, you know. And um, well, I still am excited about the twelfth team. I still am. It's gonna be fun. Um, we'll see. I it. it to me, it it takes away um, one thing about college football over the last 20 years, for the most part, I will say, is that you have to be perfect. To win a championship, sure. you, you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and it puts a lot of pressure as each week goes on. And, you know, it's like right around week six, week seven, we would start to see these crazy upsets. You know, you see like an Ohio State team lose to Purdue. And then that changes the whole compl the complexity of, of, of what's going on that season. You know, all of a sudden, like where your team may have been like down at number nine, when these guys lose it and you bump up and now you're getting more and more excited. As long as your team stays perfect, you know, game 
more important. Like it, every I, single game mattered. I, okay, I, I I see the the season should matter argument versus just let anybody in. However, with only twelve teams, I don't think you're just letting anybody in. I think Florida State. I know you made a lot of noise about how Florida State didn't deserve to be in, and I agree with the top four. But I do think that they should have had an opportunity. Now, here's the problem. Here's the big problem. I know what you're going to say. Because of exit, you know, you can transfer before the end of bowl season. That's killing these the bowl season, except for the playoff. And the NCA and college coaches and, and administrators – for football need to do something about this because it yeah. is becoming a bigger and bigger problem. Even, even some of the bigger bowl games, um, and this is the new year, new year's Eve bowl games or new year's games. I mean, you had quarterbacks, important linebackers and defensive ends sitting out. Why? Um, for the NFL. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. That, that's not how we used to do it. And here's the thing. The reason why the uh, NCAA football subdivision conference is kind of exciting at bowl season or during the playoffs, if you don't make the playoffs, you're out. Your season's over. Now, what the NCAA could do is they could say, hey, for the teams that didn't make it, you still get to practice to a certain date in December, like if you did have a bowl game. Um, they, so they're still having younger, bowl games. What's that? They're still having bowl games. I know, but no one's going to them. That was but, the one disappointment because half the team's yeah. not even there. I, They're all sitting out. I, I think if you're going to have a 12-team playoff and and the whole idea is to do it like Division 2 is done in Division 3, but in Division 2 and Division 3, you don't have all these bowl games. Let's just I throw know. the bowl games away. Let's That's stop. What I'm trying to nobody, say. nobody cares out. about the cheesy, delicious flavored no. holiday no season bowl. No. Only the gamblers like those games in yeah. ESPN. It's, it's true. That, I, mean, no one I, wants I, I didn't watch one bowl, bowl game. Yeah, it's true. And, and <laughs> get like, rid of those, and then you just have the playoff. And maybe you have eventually, like like an NIT situation where you got all right. We're going to take another four teams and do whatever, whatever. Nobody gives a shit about that anyway. Yeah, but, if you don't make the top 12, if you don't make the, the playoff, the NCAA playoff, you're out. You're watching. All I'm saying is because this is where the coaches get pissed off. Well, we wanted the bowl games because then we can practice until the 15th or 16th. Fine. Give them the practices yeah, for the yeah. young guys. And, and that you know, and the older guys can, you know, take they're done for the season, you know. And then uh, call, it, <clears throat> call it a season. And um, and then the other thing the NCAA needs to do is they need to move the transfer period to after the season's over, or they're well, going to continue to have this crap. You need going to fix on. it too. Okay, you you can't make it where everybody and their dog can just enter a transfer portal just because you felt like you didn't get enough playing time or whatnot. That's mm -hmm. that's not what it should be for. I, I think you need to have stipulations like if the coaching staff leaves. I think that's a valid reason to enter a, a transfer portal because you sure. were recruited by that coach to play for that coach. Um, if your team is going to be in a violation, like have, you know, um, 
can't attend bowl games or whatnot. That's a valid reason. And I think that actually puts more emphasis on teams to abide by the rules more if you know your whole team is going to transfer out because you have a violation on you. So mm-hmm. you, you've made it. I mean, God, a transfer portal. Now, now people are transferring for money, and that's the next thing they have to get all. Of. You you can't have the wild wild west out here where you just pay millions of dollars well, to players. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I think this next year should be. I mean, there's there's a lot of changes again. Pac-12 gone, um, which you know they had a good year going out. I'll have to hand it to the Pac-12. They, all those teams in chaos. They rose to the occasion. Um, unfortunately, yeah. the the two that went to the Big Ten are the stars of the show, though. So um, I think Utah's going to be probably either Utah will win the win first it, three conferences. Be, they will win the first three conferences. I don't know. Next three years. I don't know if they'll, it, dude. It's it's not that easy. I mean, as a BYU fan, I'm realizing it's not that easy. Yeah, but um, yeah, but you have to understand you're not on a level playing field. Utah's been getting these top quality know, athletes for now almost ten years. BYU's just getting into this right now. I won't say they won't be the favorite Utah. I, I'll I'll admit that. I'm just saying, after being in a P5 conference now, like let's take the basketball for example. That that's been an interesting. It's been an interesting. But it's season. a different situation because you can find five great players, even for Duke is no, a, is, right. is an example you're, you're, of that. You know. Well, you're 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 correct. Houston, you're correct. <laughs> However, the parody. Oh my gosh! That, oh, yeah. Those okay. Yeah, look at number yeah, one. I mean, it's, it's always like this. You know, it's, there's there's it's only one the team in the Big Twelve that sucks: Oklahoma State in basketball. Yeah. Every yeah. other team could be in the NCAA tournament. Every other team. Houston's I mean, ranked number two. Houston's like freaking phenomenal. <laughs> what? Houston is ranked number two. I mean, they're they're amazing. I mean, BYU, BYU was leading at one point, and mm. then they got – I mean, Houston's just athletically superior. But, um, I mean, it is a rough, tough I – mean, I can't wait for Utah to be in the Big 12 next year. In basketball, I mean, it's going to make your pro. See, this is the thing about P five, and this is where I think maybe BYU is going to have to take its lumps in football. In a P five conference like the Big Twelve in basketball, I can already see BYU getting better each game because they have to compete. I mean, these guys, you're going to get beat by forty if you don't. Right. And they're being forced to get better. I mean, you you have to get better. If you don't get better, you're going to die. What- it's almost like execution you're getting thrown in a pit and you gotta you know you gotta fight the big bully and if you don't you're gonna die well it's like do or die boys here yeah. you go and so um and i'm i'm kind of proud of my kittens they've done pretty well so far we'll see they're i think they're getting tired though the last game i watched against texas well i i <laughs> i think um i i think where you begin to know you look at utah's facilities before they joined the pac-12 and then after they nice. joined, and the money that came in, and and that's where you start to see the stuff. And yes, then you're taking kids out, you're showing them your your enormous weight room that you got with you know the jacuzzis and all kinds of stuff, and then the stadium with the stadium upgrades and the the little tiny things that make the event better and bigger. And and that's where you then begin to see other 
better, or I should say better athletes coming in because they're going to go to those types of schools where when you're not inside of a large conference and you're getting all that from conference money. It's a lot of conference well, money that distributes no to the school. The Utes are the favorite this year, next year, but as long as Kyle's still coach and the program's still pretty decent shape. I mean, you've got a great quarterback coming back for the Utes, so you've got to favor them. It's like his ninth um, year. <laughs> the, the other programs, I mean, the Ute basketball teams, they're decent, but, I mean, they're going to get better in the Big 12. I think the gymnastics program's probably going to be one of the better ones in that conference. Um, Oklahoma. Oh, wait, basketball. no, they're gone. Never mind, never mind. The Ute, but now, the baseball. Ute women's, the Ute women's basketball team, is the, the Big 12 women's basketball is pretty tough. So yeah. they'll do okay there. Yeah. Um, the baseball is where they're going to see improvement. So will BYU. They're going to have to compete with all those Big 12 baseball teams. And at the first, they're going to be dog shit. But over time, I think they're going to get a lot better. So I think all the way around, I, I mean, here's the thing, man. There's no other conference to go to out here in the West. I mean, you know, right. the WCC was a joke, man. You go to a basketball arena and there's 1,200 people watching. That's it. Yeah. Now, every conference a road game, there's, you know, even even Baylor, you know, with their new facility where you have to sit up in the rafters if you're watching the TV broadcast. But um, it's it's beautiful. They've spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on their facilities. I mean, it's it's awesome to be every game to be like, this is like an NCAA March Madness game, you know? And it's like, as a fan, you're just like, okay, I'll pay some more money to go watch um, Kansas at the Marriott Center. You bet. Look, you know? I would love to go to Kansas and see a basketball game. Oh, hell yeah. In Allen <laughs> Arena. I mean, that is, that's like a, a you know, like, like a Fenway Park. You know, the well, history inside of there and stuff. I'm tempted if I have any money, maybe I won't, but next year for sure, maybe not this year, but the year after. I mean, you and I City. and Sean are going to, uh, where is it? This year it's in Kansas City. I think they usually Dallas? have it. Maybe they've moved it to Dallas now. And it always used Dude, to be in Kansas City. It used to always be The 12 there. tournament is going to be more exciting yeah. than the NCAA tournament. Yeah, in it's, some ways. It's, it's a lot of loaded teams in there, with yeah. Houston and anyway. Baylor and Kansas, and I mean, oh, Houston's good, man. <laughs> Houston is a good team. I just I watched that whole game, and I'm like, damn. So, you know where their coach is from? Kelvin Sampson. Uh, -uh. he's an old Oklahoma coach. He was there for years. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he had uh, Blake Griffin was his player and stuff. And then I can't remember why he got fired. And then he went down to Houston, and he's just built a powerhouse. No pressure. You know, it's, it's not the pressure uh -huh. that you have like at Oklahoma. It's, it's Houston. And well, they are now back you. to their five slamma jamma days. So speaking of the kittens and the mighty youths, um, yeah. how about the two best rookies in the NFL coming from Utah and the kittens? Yeah, Cade and, and Puka. And yeah. I, I remember, like, I didn't even know he went to BYU. I didn't even know that at all. Oh, you didn't? And, and well, so when I was Washington. messaging you, I was like, this he, kid he, is something he, else. <laughs> well, there's some Ute fans. They're Ute fans. They're not Washington fans. There's some Ute fans trolling on Twitter and X and or X going, oh, Pook is a Washington product. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Ute fan. But uh, the reality is, yeah, he went to Washington you one year. You can't tackle him. He cannot be yeah, tackled. He's amazing. 
I think the problem is senior year at BYU is he was he had an injury. Um, Did he? But yeah, he's solid though. And I then mean, Kincaid, Kincaid had an amazing season for Kincaid, Buffalo. Like Kincaid he's that little dump off guy, that little Travis Kelsey kind of guy, or or hey, you know the Zong. Swift gonna, is Taylor Swift going to dig him after she drops Kelsey? <laughs> she likes tight ends. It, it was exciting. Oh. It was exciting watching them. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm of course, a diehard Niners fan, so I'm very excited about these playoffs. But it's – we play Detroit tonight, and I'll be honest with you, like, it's hard not to be a tough cheer game. for Detroit. I mean, a team no. that has been terrible for so long with a great coach who's changed the atmosphere <laughs> in that locker room has has everybody in that town believing. And they've got a very, very solid team. They're weak in the corners. I do worry about them because the Niners are loaded everywhere. They're absolutely yeah. <laughs> loaded everywhere. And I put I put my money on uh, San Francisco, and I think I think – I think the Chiefs are going to eke out a win. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to win tonight. Okay. And Baltimore's going to be sad again. Andy Reid. Okay. Andy Reid is coaching his 11th championship game. Sixth in a row. Yeah. 11. That's elite. That's <laughs> that, goat status. That is very good. That is yeah. Marv Levy type of status with Buffalo. You know, I mean, it's above that. Belichick, it's right in there. His only knock is that getting past that and winning Super Bowls. But he's brought teams to 11 conference championship games with he's two won, teams. Hasn't he won three two. Super Bowls? He's won two. Two? Both with Kansas City. He he's might been, three. He's been to four. I don't know. I don't know if he'll knock off San Francisco in a Super Bowl, but we'll see. I, I didn't think they would make it this far. From last year. Yeah, I didn't think they would beat before. Buffalo last week. I was kind of iffy if they would even beat Miami, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But they just... Hey, you can't bet against Mahomes, man. You can't. Mahomes in the big and games. Whether you think tough. about him or not, whether you like him or not, he's a very, very elite People just don't like his... People don't like his wife. And Kelsey's trying to do, pull a Mahomes with Taylor. I mean, you know... You know what? You win like they do, and you can do stuff like that. And so that's what they do. They do nothing but win. <laughs> it's Kansas right, let's make, City. Let's make our <laughs> predictions because they'll hear Niners. us after the fact. So, Niners um, and Ravens, and it's going to be a great game, and the Niners will pull it off. Okay. I'll say Niners and Chiefs, and I think the Niners will win it pretty easily. You know the so. conspiracy, right? You've heard the conspiracy about the Super Bowl colors and how – it's always managed to get those teams in there, and the colors are purple and red this year. Well, okay. And in, in NFL is just entertainment. It's not real football. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Can't disagree Speaking with that. Speaking of Kelsey, I was a, our, our Taylor Swift. I'm mean, sorry. Uh, I was on uh, just before we got on. Um, this AI, remember our AI conversation last year? Yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that is really big are these AI pictures or uh, creations that you can create, and a lot of people are doing uh, these fake uh, Babylon or uh, Onion political satire pictures. And then there's one in sports with, um, uh, speaking of the Chiefs, uh, 
coach and Taylor Swift making out on the 50-yard line. Now, the one thing that AI can't do well is fingers on a human hand. And so to detect an it's AI odd, thing right? is, is pretty damn easy. Yeah. Just count how many fingers they have. If they have five fingers, you know you're on the right path. It's a, it's a fake. But here's the problem. There's a lot of um, porn addicts in this country, would be a good way to put it. And there's – I didn't ask for volunteers, Brent. But uh, <laughs> if you do Google searches on certain celebrities – you can and you put nude behind it you can pull up a ton of different pictures right. and most of them are fake and they're ridiculous yeah. faces yeah and, and you can tell from the fa- yeah you can tell the <laughs> face has been put in you know onto yeah. this body you know I, I think it's just someone so they can you know do their <laughs> thing but now the they're doing these ai pictures so and they're getting really good at it and so they have these pictures of America's darling Taylor Swift in the buff doing all kinds of rated X stuff with various personalities, which obviously is fake. Um, however, is the, yeah, <laughs> but people are calling for congressional censorship of these sites now. So how do you feel about that? I think it's kind of stupid because I mean, I didn't, you go ahead. What do you, what's your feeling on that? So my feeling is on a federal government level, that is the dumbest thing in the world to try and get more yeah. federal government involved. Now, I think where it needs to be a hit is you have somebody like Taylor Swift have a massive lawsuit for slander. Okay. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and that's where it needs to be taken care of. I This AI thing, and, and we talked about this on our episode, it, it actually kind of frightens me. Um, yeah the ability to put an innocent person into a video or an image that would incriminate them and put them mm-hmm. in a guilty situation. And we have already throughout, well, look in our country, there hasn't been any record of all of any improper courts or uh, improper arrests. I mean, every arrest in this country up until now has been legit and there's never been a, Oh, wait, no, that's completely wrong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was uh, just thinking, I was just thinking, I think that, that further 6th, expands. Um, yeah, all of that yeah. stuff. January 6th, um, you could have, you know, during a presidential election and them showing a video of a candidate doing something with somebody else who may not have ever, ever been there. And our public, myself included, yourself included, everybody, our listener included, when you see something these days, you you look at a, a blurb from an article and you're like, oh, well, so-and-so did this because I just saw mm-hmm. an article. Like, it's it's immediate. You automatically assume that is correct what you're looking at. And yeah. probably 40% of the time, that's incorrect. It's just somebody's thing to get views out there, to gather your eyes, to drum up something that they created and blah, blah, blah. And now with AI, I think it's not only going to further expand on that, but we're going to see a lot of um, misinformation. Misinformation, exactly. Yeah. Manipulation by yes. deep, whatever manipulators. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, well, it's like this whole thing with the um, the Palestinians and Israelis right now. 
I mean, both sides, I, and, and I say this, and not, I mean, I'm not taking it, well, I am taking a side, I'm pro-Israeli, but the, um, but here's the problem. And this is a Ukraine and Russia too. There was so much BS that you you'd see a you'd see a tweet. Oh, Russian soldiers using chemical weapons, and then you'd see a tweet of Ukrainian soldiers chopping off the you know, and you'd see the picture and video, and you think it was real, and then it's all of a sudden, oh, that was a fake. Yeah. It's like, or that was fifteen years ago. Or that was fifteen. Years, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It already yeah. was a problem before, but you're right, Brent. I mean, yeah. What? How are you going to validate? A video. Me automatically approve a video. Any headline I see that says Russia Ukraine, I automatically disassert it. I, I, just, I, I just don't it, even think about it. It, it is yep. such a scam. I'm sorry if you're pro Ukrainian and save them, you're being led a scam. It is a money laundering scheme from the top, which is making <laughs> a lot of people very, very rich. That is all it is. That money is not going to help soldiers. It's not sending weapons. It's not doing any of that stuff. And the it's Israeli... that the Ukrainians are suffering. It is. It really is. It's a damn yeah, But shame. we don't know what the real situation is. You know, that I would have really liked to have heard, let them have Tucker Carlson uh, interview Putin. That I wanted to mm -hmm. see. I, why did they say, nope, you can't do that? You know, absolutely not. You're, you're not allowed to. Why did the government step in and say that as a free <clears throat> speech society? Putin's the devil, dude. But the Russian people aren't. And that, that, that's the thing that makes me sick, is there are Russian soldiers and families suffering too. Is Putin and, really, though? Or is that just the um, misinformation that we are being forced um, down to us so I, that they can continue uh, to support the Ukrainian cause? Putin's a dictator, dude. He really is. He's been in, he's in there and been way too long. Um, I'd like to hear the other side. I, I, I really go, would. I mean, he looks kind of fun hanging out with, taking your shirt off and barrel chesting around on a horse with him. But, but he's kind of a dick from what I understand. So he's... he's I'd like he, to hear it, though. I'd like to hear it from but, him. But here's, here's the problem, though. <clears throat> you look at Putin and then you look at Biden. You say, well, Biden's this nice old grandpa guy that we elected. Is he? No. Is he? No. And he's he, dumber he, than a fucking he is bag of rocks. Not. He's just as evil in some ways. And this is where I'll probably get in trouble with other people. But yeah, there are some areas that I think Putin are Putin and Biden are the same person. Um, There's no you doubt know, about that. And I think, and that's that's unfortunate because he leads our country. He leads the, the free world. Does he? Um, what's that? Or does he? <laughs> He can't even find his way no, off of a stage. Really. Yeah, it's all <laughs> bullshit. And then, you know, you were talking about Israel and, and Palestine. And yeah, I, look, I'm not going to say I'm pro-Palestinian. I'm not going to say I'm pro-Israel. I'm pro-peace. You know, and, yeah. and, and I think that, yes, Israel had a right to retaliate. I don't think they've had the right to continue doing what they've been doing this time. I, th um, I think their goal, their goal was a little too much, though. They they wanted to eradicate that's what I'm saying. Hamas. I'm, I'm saying you you run like a, a three day bombing spree, and then mm -hmm. that's it, you know. And then let the U.S. go in or, and, and put their contractors well, in there and make billions of dollars rebuilding everything for all. Well, what you do is you punish the one that's really behind it all, and and people want to say, that well, be it's the Hamas. <laughs> no, it's Iran. It's always been Iran. And, you know, the it's like Tucker and I think it was Hannity was saying the other day on his show, 
It's like we're pussyfooting around with the Houthi rebels. Who the hell are the Houthi rebels? There's someone from Yemen. Yemen. What? What the hell? That's a little country that no one gives a rat's ass about. So we're so so, but they're all supplied through Iran, and I'm just like, and 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 we're sitting here giving Iranians money in the Biden administration. I'm just like, screw Iran. I don't give a rat's ass about Iran. We could take out their military capabilities within a day or two if we wanted to. And and we don't need to occupy the country. Um, you know, if they're going to fire at American soldiers, they're going to screw up American soldiers' brains through some of the electronic warfare that China sold them. And that, when you really connect all the dots, it comes down to it's between us and China. That's yeah. really who's pulling the strings in the world. And really, right now. It, it only comes down to money. It's all it, you look through. Yeah. I, I've Whoever said this wins numerous times. Look, if if I think I, I would love to see a president come in there and pull all the troops out of all these other countries and put them along our border, and us just say, you know what, y'all been protesting against us, y'all been hating on us, y'all figure it out yourselves. We're going to protect our borders and protect our country, and and. The reason why it won't happen is because the billions of dollars that are going into contracts that pay for these politicians' pockets and all their parties and all that stuff is it, too much. It's almost like the NCAA, you know, and 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 football and bowls and conferences and all that stuff. Whoa. There's too much money to be made. And I've said for for years and years, I, I I just want you to think about the U.S. always has to be in a conflict with somebody. You know, we we Whoa. had World War One. <clears throat> The Germans. We had Germans Part Two and Japan throw them in there. Then we had Korea. Then we had Vietnam. Then we had the Middle East. Then we had. Yeah, I mean, it's always, always something. Always something that is now. This is our enemy. Now this is our well, enemy. What What's going to happen in 2024 when Trump wins <laughs> again? Uh, this is going to be a crazy country because look what's going on in Texas right now, for example. Um, it's on a verge of Biden a civil administration war. is willfully not policing the uh, border. In fact, they've almost put a everybody welcome sign out. And anybody yeah. that wants to walk across that border gets a free pass to New York, uh, L.A., Chicago. Yeah. And governor of Texas finally said, that's it. I'm done. And it's not even the whole border. It's just one area that a lot of people are coming in through. So there is a big battle going on, folks, right now, this moment, and it's probably not going to be resolved by the time we uh, uh, air this episode. But uh, the, for the first time, there is a constitutional crisis uh, that's pretty significant. And it's going to be interesting how it uh, bears out, because honestly, the federal government over the last since uh, I guess since the Civil War, uh, the federal government is becoming more and more powerful, and the states have become less powerful. And But that's not how the Constitution was set up. And the state of Texas, God bless them, uh, and Governor Abbott have said, enough's enough. If you're not going to defend our border, which we're part of the United States, thank you, then we're going to. And, yeah. uh, and it was cool because they moved in. And now they moved Can the you? Texas National Guard in. But um, they might be federalized by the Biden administration, which would be the first time in a long time that's ever happened. It's going to be very controversial if he tries it. Can, can you think of a country 
that allows anybody just to walk no in. No one. Yeah, you're no right. One. Sorry, Brian. And, and, right. and the, no, no one. You, no, you, you're 100. I mean, that's the whole point. And the border crisis isn't about Americans saying we don't want anybody in our country. That's not what we're saying at all. Look, yeah. I, I work with I work with five Ecuadorians, three Cubans, several um, people from Mexico. Okay, several of them. If you want to talk about the people that have a disdain for these people coming across the border, ask yeah. any of them because yeah. they did it right. It was very hard work, the sacrifices they had to make, but they did it right, and they came to this country. That is all people are asking. We, you cannot have That's an open border inside of a country because what is going to happen? We're going to have a catastrophic event that's going to happen in our country. I'm not trying to put fear in people right now, but that is exactly what is going to happen with this open border. You can't have people willy-nilly and just coming in, rapists, criminals, drug dealers. Yes, there's those aren't the only people coming across, but You're right. they are coming across. You have to have a way to vent people coming across, and there is a right way to get into this country. Former FBI employees are sending the administration open-ended letters stating is getting to a point of being out of control. You've got young, and these are military age men, and this is where most of these immigrants, uh, illegals coming in right now, there's thousands and thousands of these military age young men, not not just from Ecuador or South America, they're coming in from Africa, they're from coming Iran. in from Iran, yep. uh, the Middle East, yep. uh, Russia, um, China. I mean, yep. they've got hotel, private hotels down in Panama to house Chinese immigrants trying to get in the United States illegally. I mean, the the it's out of control, man. It is, and and and, it is. I, and you were and so right. so. Let me ask you this, Ecuador, Carl. Well, I can't even immigrate to Ecuador without um, having some means to take care of myself. They wouldn't let me in unless I can prove that I have a job or I have a certain um, socioeconomic status. They wouldn't approve my immigration to Ecuador if I'm homeless and I so, don't have a job. So why would the federal government not protect the border? Oh, it's well, there's two things going on right now. First thing is funding to Ukraine. There, the Biden administration is using it as a bargaining chip with Republicans to force mm -hmm. Republicans to fund it. Number two, <laughs> they continue to let that many people in. They are increasing their base, okay, and they're trying to turn Texas purple. Texas is the prize. Well, I'm going to take it beyond that because if you have a catastrophic event that happens, heaven forbid, I, I'm not hoping this ever happens, but let's say a terrorist activity takes place in several cities at once. It's coordinated, okay? Hmm. The United States can then enforce martial law across the country. You saw what happened during the COVID lockdowns, how people complied, mm -hmm. okay? People have moved away from that, realized what had really happened. There's a lot of, hey, wait a minute here. When that happens, the martial law takes place and they then have the full effect on people telling us exactly what we can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. you, you can't have a yeah. society like that. And, and like we talked about, no other country has an open border. Nobody's saying you cannot come here. Nobody's saying that at all. All yeah. the people are saying is 
you need to come Let's into this right country way. legally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and if you are saying, no, that's, that it's too difficult of a process. It's, it's, it's not fair. You know what? Then all you are saying is you're in favor of having rapists, criminals, drug dealers, child trafficking agents come into mm -hmm. our country. You are saying you are okay with that. Well, no, I'm not saying. Well, then how are you going to keep them from coming in? You have to well, have and, a way and, to and, vent that out. And if you support that, you're supporting uh, the, uh, what are those, um, cartels. You're supporting cartel yes. criminality on the border. You're supporting rape. You're supporting right. uh, uh, people being just indiscriminately murdered. Um, it, it, they're evil bastards. That, yeah. That's the problem. Our policy is enabling those cartels. They're, they're not even bringing drugs in anymore. It's too good financially. Yeah. Just bring people in. Well, they're getting and, and $2, it's, it's people and there's people going the other way with child trafficking. And if you want to talk about a, a true dilemma and, and, and a, a terrible border, look at what's going on on the Mexican Honduran border. Okay. Oh. With, with Hondurians coming across, trying to make their way across, and the cartels are waiting for them. Oh, yeah. and, and they're taking them children, as, and they are becoming sex slaves. They're, they're taking these people, they're mutilating them. They're, they're yeah. making them into drug runners. They're, yeah, hey, we'll get you in the United States. And all they can do now is they become a, a mule bouncing drugs back and forth. Okay. It, it is a horrific situation that, as you were talking about, the cartels are, are owning the southern border in Mexico. Google it. Look at it. Look at the news stories. They're very small in there, but it's going on there, and it's a big problem I mean, that's what, happening. We have we have embassies in each of these countries. We should have an immigration attachment or office in each of these embassies where yeah. people can come and file for immigration in these countries. And and I know some complaints have been made that you have to have almost an attorney to get in the United States. Well, let's change that law. Let's make it easier right. for people to get through the paperwork. They do need a background check. Um, they, they need to be able to have a sponsor or someone to help them financially, not just our government. Um, but if they can meet those two requirements and they're, they're basically disease-free, and if they aren't, we can give them the medicine they need and get them healthy, then bring them in at that point. I, I, I don't care who they are, where they're from. This is a country that my ancestors came to, and I had, you know, back then they didn't have all this other stuff. They did. They had, they had Ellis about. Island. They had all kinds of stuff. You had to get they through still legally. Come through though, yeah, a absolutely. central place. It, is the Canadian border an open border? Are people just no flowing through Canadians, Minnesota? Yeah, you know, <laughs> our liberal neighbors to the north who think everything we do is so Republican and nasty and conservative, they don't let people indiscriminately into their country, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so why are we the only country in the world that's being asked to do that? Now, now, if you're a conspiracy theorist, there is one theory that the WEF that they want all countries to be more economically equal. Therefore, the United States needs to dilute its economic base enough that it's equal with the other countries. And if that really is the case, why are we so? In love with being part of the WEF and the, the UN. The WEF I mean, should be disbanded. Yeah, <laughs> it's one I of mean, the most corrupt organizations in the world. I'm, I'm sorry, but but the game's out. 
the the word's out, and I, this election is going to be fun. I and now here's my thing though. It's going to be interesting. The legal uh, process. How does this last little trial here? How do yeah. you go in and and ask for thirty million dollars on a slander and then get awarded eighty million dollars? When has that ever happened in the history of 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 yeah. these trials? Like. I, I'm curious to see because you're seeing some states pull Trump off the ballot, and look, he's not a clean candidate. Let's be honest. No. I'm not going to try and bullshit anybody on that that he's this clean, squeaky clean person and all that. But he's a targeted candidate. He is a candidate that puts a lot of fear in people, and he's almost cultish with his following that he has. He has die-hard followers. He's he's done a Ooh, very a good job. But yeah. I, I think the reason why it is is because the reason why he has an appeal to me, I'm not saying I'm voting for him at all, but the reason why mm -hmm. is because he calls people out on the poor actions that they make. He holds people accountable. People don't like that. He exposes people for what they are or not doing. And because of that, he has a giant target on his back to keep him quiet. That right there should be a big sign as to why are they purposely holding this guy back? They have a deep fear for him. Here's here's my here's my theory. This 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 election, this is the first election where a third party candidate like RFK Jr. has a shot. Have you 36 seen the latest people poll? say they're in favor of it? Thirty six percent. He's coming in over thirty percent between yeah. a three way race. Thirty six percent. It's thirty six percent. Um, he's now on the ballot in Utah and he just got on the ballot in New Hampshire. Um, I, I say, or I hope he gets on the ballot all 50 before the election. This would be the most interesting election in history. Um, if this happens, because I mean, RFK, I, I went, I, I put in a information request. So now they think I want to be on his campaign, but, uh, um, Again, I'm getting a lot of information from him. There's a lot of economic things I disagree with RFK on. But I will say this. I don't think there should be a candidate is... you agree 100% on. There, no. there shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> then he's just bullshitting one, his you. Wife, his wife is a hottie. Okay. Un, oh, undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good looking. Okay. So that's two. That's number two. Uh, he's two for two so far. Number three, he's for free speech. Yeah. And he's he politically believe... correct. You yeah, know, he's he like, a he's, he's a, and when I say politically correct, he's not a, like Trump is, Trump does these stupid things. Well, he thinks he's, before he speaks. Yes, exactly. That, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's very um, understanding of the power that he would be holding and, and uh, the example that he creates. One thing I admire about him, he fought tooth and nail his own party when it came to the vaccine. He did. Absolutely. He he's still been, has he's not, been against those companies and wants to hold them accountable. So, that, so let me ask you this then. So Biden is sitting at about like a 22, 23% approval rating. It's, no, it's one of the worst in history. Okay. Worst president. Ever. If he runs again and wins, oh. can we now call bullshit on that? How does somebody with a 22% approval rating win an election? <laughs> Single white women. Black women, African American women. Yeah, can, that's, that's can, why. I, I, I'm sorry, you have a twenty-two percent. They hate Trump. 
They hate him. He, he, he grabs them by their woo-woos or wah-wahs or flap, whatever that one lady sings. <laughs> what I'm talking about. I mean, the, the, you know what's funny? 20% or more black men now, African-American men, are leaning Trump. I mean, it's... it's yeah, they are. Hispanics they absolutely are. Hispanics are leaning Trump. Yeah. I mean, the minorities... And so I, I don't know if, if he wins. Like, I... I think we have to call a a bullshit situation, and and now I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of Democrats, you know, from Obama to the Clintons, telling Biden that he needs to just retire because they I think they understand they don't have a way yeah. to fix or rig an election with him behind it as they would somebody like a oh God Kamala Michelle Harris, Oh baby that's the savior for the Democrats Thank Michelle you. Oh you watch it they'll slip her in yeah but it's going to come out that, that she's a man I mean that'll eventually come on out <laughs> oh we're going to get censored on Spotify now there we go um, <laughs> she's not a man maybe she is but uh, <laughs> we can, the man uh, baby she's a, she's a big lady though I mean her hands are bigger than her her hubbies and uh they have one kid right just two. one they have two they had two they had yeah. two they got they show me twice. show me any picture baby pictures of her holding that baby when it's right after birth you know well we'll we'll see what happens we're not going to talk about politics every show here but uh this nah, is just, just kind of what 2024 up. shaping up to be everybody and um it's gonna be interesting so you know, th- this is going to be a- an incredible year. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah it's, and so, you know, you look at 2024, we've got the major election coming up. Um, we have all kinds of political crap coming up. And, you know, you- you've got the-, the Biden, his boys, um, you know, trials and stuff coming up. Then you've got conference realignments coming up. You've got a new um, 12-team playoff coming up. We've got new and different coaches coming into the NFL. It's it's definitely a year of change, a, a new type well, of change, I would say. And then there's the, there's the unknown, Brent. I think there's some world events still that haven't completely wound their way. I mean, there's still some thing, uncertainty as far as the Middle East. There's some uncertainty in Europe. Um, economically, we're not out of the woods by any stretch. So, um, look, though, yeah. okay, I, I have a... a 2024 is going to be a... I, Crazy I have a, one of my drivers. He's from Iran. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic guy. I absolutely love this man. He's he's such a good person. And I asked him because he goes back to Iran to see his family and stuff like that. And and I I just asked him like, hey, would I be able to go to Iran or is it like really crazy insane? He says, no, Brent. It is not like that. You could go to Iran, see all the things that are there. Yes, it's a different atmosphere that's in the United States, but you can get yourself a, a passport and see all this. Like, I would love to see Iran is like the cradle of civilization, the mm-hmm. history that is there. And so we, we think of Iran and all we think of are are these guys wearing, you know, all these, you know, black war robes and being dictators and oppressing their people. It's not like that. Tehran is Afghanistan. Yeah, it, it, Tehran <laughs> is is a city that has you know women are going around wearing fashionable clothing and stuff. And yeah, so, but but you been... look at the press and everything, and it's like, oh, that's a horrible place. Oh, they hate all America. No, they don't. That's what they want us well, to believe. When I said earlier, Iran's behind it. It's the government. 
right. is what I'm talking about. And they're being pushed by the Chinese or the Russians. Um, everybody's got an agenda. It's it's the small it's the average person like you and me or your friend that drives for you. All I'm saying friend. is I'm skeptical on everything I hear now. Yeah, I don't believe I, anything I, think, I hear. You well, tell I me Russia's that, bad, I'm skeptical. Why are they bad? Well, tell well, me Iran's bad, I'm skeptical. Down with all the people in power. Bring so, bring on the so how do you do that? To lead the world. They tried to do that on January. Oh wait, no, that wasn't us. That was actually Democrats that did that. But still, yeah. and then they're getting like 15 year prison sentences. For what? Oh, it's bu- it's all bullshit. <laughs> it, what? It, a lot of it's bullshit. Speak. I'm. They just hate Trump, dude. There's yeah, BLM dude, movement can can torture police stations and federal courthouses I, without any consequence dude, at all. Trump. Trump was them. See, I think the reason they hate Trump so much is he was the establishment back when he was younger, when he didn't care about politics. Right. He Donated was a lot of money. one of them, and now yeah. he's not. Yeah. They hate him. Yeah. They hate him with a passion. Yeah. Because he's bringing us unclean, unwashed people to the table, and we have a and say And he's got now. a huge following. A huge following. <laughs> I, I, The Democrats are in trouble this year. I, if... Unless RFK manages to get on the ballot everywhere, which he has, he's struggling with. The Democrats are paranoid that RFK Jr. is going to get on the ballot, yeah. by the way. So yeah. if they were smart, RFK. they would have gone behind him and, and put him as their major candidate. And he probably would have won. Well, the Democrats, you know, everybody wants to say that, you know, the Republicans don't have a fair primary. Oh, B.S. The Democrats are the ones that Come have on. a problem with a free primary. We, yeah, we we yeah. all know that that Sanders won those oh, elections. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. We all know that. <laughs> it's freaking. It's a Clinton It's a Clinton party yes. or Obama party, yes. and uh, and right now it's Obama. Um, that's why I say don't be surprised if all of a sudden Biden gets an extremely bad case of uh, doesn't know where he's at. And the twenty fifth amendment is invoked. Gets and uh, can you imagine Kamala Harris as president Horrible. of the United States? Oh, oh. E- equally, equally, if not worse, she she is a person who. Have you ever listened to her speak? She makes no sense. Oh, I know. She makes she's, no she's sense. She's got word salad down to an art. What were we talking about, Kamala? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. You asked me a question about uh, And we can send speech. people to the skies because the skies are really tall and they're tall and endless and beautiful <laughs> with the skies because they're up in the sky. You know how she, she got her political job? Sleeping. Yeah, exactly. She guess she slept her way to the top of shows. <laughs> Come on, women, earn it. You know, one thing one thing I feel bad about with Haley Barber Barber is she's actually a pretty qualified candidate. Um, yes. She's going up against the Trump machine, and you're not going to be... She supports the Ukraine, and she... I, she does. I, I don't think she, she's a, She's an establishment candidate. Yeah, she really I, is. I, I, I'm not yeah. a big fan of her. No, politically, I just disagree with her. That's why she's losing. So, so on, but, on, it, on a complete different flip note, okay? Mm-hmm. Kind of pull us out here and wind us down here. Yeah. I found this last week rather ironic with the look, I don't care about Oscar nominations. I could give two shits about Emmys and any of that stuff. It means absolutely nothing to me. I can't even remember the last time if I, I ever even watched suffer the show. through their stupid shows. However, mm-hmm. 
The Barbie Show only received one nomination for an Academy yes, it Award. For. It was yeah. for Ryan Gosling, <laughs> which yes, is the whole premise of that movie. <laughs> oh, I choked. My, Ryan and I, my son, <laughs> we choked through that whole movie one night because it was my, free on Amazon. My, my niece, oh. Miriam... Um, pointed that out, and, and I love her to death, and she's 100% correct about this, too. That's what the whole point of the movie was about, is how women do so much hard work, get very little credit. Ryan Gosling wasn't even the... Then they give him the credit! I love it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was such it, a crazy It was like show. the... the There you go. Yeah, dude, that was one of the preachiest shows I've ever seen. I, I uh, yeah, it's a good I, show. It's it's not a bad it was, show. It was fun. Um, I mean, I it was fun show. It was. Yeah, yeah. But, I, it, but, it was. I, I I've seen. I haven't watched the whole thing. I watched part of it and then I got sidetracked. It was just a little. I did go see the beekeeper. All. I saw the beekeeper last night. It's great. Oh, was movie. it good? Absolutely awesome okay. movie. But I love action movies, and I love. I the reason why I like this movie is usually when you get a movie where you know somebody is is powerful and strong there's always a point in the movie where like he kind of becomes a little bit defeated and then he's got to make his way this movie's not like that he fucks everybody up from the beginning (laughs) welcome back to 20 or welcome to 2024 back to our episode listener we appreciate you listening good to see you buddy and and, uh We'll, we'll be cooking some stuff up. I yeah. mean, you and I just need to sit down and talk it over, what we're going to do exactly. But um, it's going to be a fun year. So stay in tune. We're back, guys. 